Big Finish present Survivors by Terry Nation, read by Carolyn Seymour. Pandemic. General, universal, especially of a disease. Prevalent over the whole of a country or continent, or over the whole world. Survivor. One who survives or outlives another or others. Hope. To entertain expectation of something desired. To trust, have confidence. To look forward to. Prologue. In the beginning, the Lord said, My name shall be known to all the peoples of the world. In one hour, he spoke his name to ten people. In the hour that followed, each of those people met ten others and said the Lord's name. In the third hour, each of those one hundred and ten met ten more people and spoke the name of the Lord. At the fourth hour, each of those one thousand two hundred and ten disciples whispered the Lord's name to ten more people. And so it continued. How many hours will pass before the name of the Lord has spread to all the peoples of the world? The Good Child's Book of Pastimes, 1850. In 1850, the population of the world was one billion. The answer to the problem was between seven and eight hours. Today, the answer would be between eight and nine hours. The Boeing inched forward to nuzzle the side of its nose against the walkway. As though conducting a symphony, the ground controller swept his arms downward in a dramatic gesture that signaled the finish. The orchestra of the engines died. The wheel brakes clunked. The drawbridge and canopy slithered across to the open front hatchway, tethering the great machine to the airport. There will be a brief delay before passengers can disembark. We apologize for this and would appreciate it if you would remain in your seats for a few minutes more. Thank you. A fuzzy click ended the announcement, and the voice of the stewardess was replaced by a track of syrup-smooth music. In the main compartment, the passengers from the aisle seats were already standing, waiting to shuffle forward to the exit. Now they seemed uncertain what to do. A few settled back into their seats, uncomfortable and bulky with raincoats and packages, flight bags, and plastic carriers from the duty-free shops at Charles de Gaulle Airport. Will we be long? The chief steward gave his professional calming smile. Not more than a couple of minutes, sir, he indicated an empty seat to his questioner. The man remained standing. What's the trouble? A passenger in the first-class cabin was taken ill. The captain radioed for an ambulance to meet us. Is he bad? The chief steward assumed a confiding voice. It combined gravity and reassurance. He's in some sort of fever. We just want to give the medics a chance to get him off, and then we'll start disembarking. Now, if you'll excuse me. He moved on up to the first-class cabin. The man lay stretched across three seats at the front of the aircraft. A stewardess knelt on the floor beside him. The steady blast of cool air from the overhead ventilator had blown her hair free from the grip of the lacquer, and it lay in thick strands across her forehead. She looked up gratefully as the ambulance men appeared beside her. She got awkwardly to her feet, her legs stiff from being folded under her. The ambulance men snapped the stretcher open and laid it in the aisle. 
They tossed aside the airline blanket that covered the passenger and lifted him onto the taut canvas. The man was shivering violently, but his face was glossy with sweat. His breathing was swift and shallow. His eyes opened and closed as though he were drifting in and out of sleep. The red stretcher blanket was flipped over the man, locking his arms to his sides. Then he was lifted and with practiced ease, manipulated through the tight angles up to the exit. Got his travel documents, passport, luggage tags? The stewardess who had nursed him pointed back to a briefcase under the seats. Better get it, and someone should come with us to deal with the formalities. The girl glanced at the captain standing in the open door of the flight deck. He nodded. You go with them, Mary.